0: Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. If you're enjoying Pirate Living Podcast and all the content we bring to you each week, you can support us and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash pirate living.
1: Other ways you can show your support as well. Subscribe and follow Pirate Living Podcast, rate and review our show, and share this podcast with your friends.
0: You can find us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcasts to keep up with the latest
1: episodes, awesome guests, and bonus clips. Pop in and say hi. We love chatting with fellow pirates. You can also reach out to us uh, to learn more about our individual and group coaching programs. And as usual, keep creating good trouble. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast, we're your hosts Karan and Kristen. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own. The pirates we highlight have dedicated themselves to creating good trouble.
0: Today we are talking with Kelvin Smith. Kelvin is the host of the podcast Unquestionable with Kelvin Smith, where he asks people what they believe and why. As a former conspiracy theorist, theory enthusiast, Kelvin has gone down many rabbit holes, and he is now an atheist and skeptic, and he's encouraging other people to question their belief system as well. Kelvin is pushing the edges of the map, and we are excited to see where our conversation leads today. So welcome, Kelvin
2: hey thanks for having me on everybody I uh, I appreciate you having me on
0: yeah we're we're excited to to see where this goes to learn from you and and as part of um part of pirate living is being willing to question your beliefs and push to the edges of the map um which is what you are doing so we'd love yeah. for you to you yeah, tell us the tale um, of your pirate journey what led you to where you are today?
2: Yeah. Cool. So that's, that's really draw me to, to want to be on your guys's show because I, you know, I noticed that we have a really similar, similar type of vibes going on with our shows. So I thought that, that, um, be cool to to be on, but, uh, yeah, I guess long, long story as short as possible is (laughs) I, I used to believe basically anything that I used to read on the internet. So, um, I guess we'll start from the very beginning a little bit is, um, I grew up kind of a little bit religious, kind of not really um, going to church till I was maybe six or seven years old. And then um, eventually we just stopped going because my parents split up and that just you know wasn't on the, um, the possibilities for my mom to continue doing as a single mom. So we stopped going to church, but the religious thing was always kind of set on the back burner. And my sister's in particular we're always really into like aliens and you know conspiracy theories and you know all that that mothman and all that type of stuff they're really into it and um so they kind of started me in in that path of learning that type of stuff and being interested in you know the supernatural and the paranormal so i grew up more so gravitating towards the conspiracy theories and the, the like, oh, the what ifs and the government's betraying us and we never went to the moon. And then it started getting really, really bad where I started um, you know, thinking maybe the world is flat or hollow or it's definitely not circular. Or I think that there's some sort of dinosaur that might be living in the Amazon that's that that these Amazonian tribes are writing about or maybe I think Hillary Clinton is a reptile and Justin Bieber is also a reptilian and they're both simultaneously running the Illuminati and they uh, cause hurricane Katrina as a false flag to abduct people. Like it started getting really crazy. (laughs) And so I kind of took a step back and I, well kind of not really. And I started looking into more, Biblical conspiracy theories, I guess you could say, because like I said, my family is religious and um, I started looking at things like the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, which are like ancient biblical manuscripts that may or may not be forgeries um, that we're still unsure about, but um, started looking at those and other conspiracy theories like maybe um, Jesus Christ was real, but the things that he was seeing and describing um, were just uh, mushroom trips. He was just on you know, some sort of psychedelics. Anyways, I started looking into those conspiracy theories. And so I, I sat down and said, you know what? I'm just going to read the Bible from cover to cover because conspiracy theories are pointing towards this thing. My family's religious. I should see just what's going on with it. So I read the King James version Bible. I have one sitting there and um, I read that from cover to cover. I did skip over a handful of small books. Like I skipped over the Psalms and like lamentations There's a couple other small books. Um, and then basically within a page or two, I was really skeptical of the stuff that it was saying and claiming Um and I kind of started note-taking a little bit and looking back on some of the things that it was saying. And essentially, by the end of it, I, I knew for a fact that whether the Bible was true and that God existed, the bottom line, whether it existed or not, that's not a God that I would want to follow, whether whether it exists or not. And after watching certain programs like uh, the atheist community of Austin puts out a lot of nice atheist programs that, that are very educational, um, reading a lot more into what I believe and why I, I eventually just led myself to atheism. And my wife is arguably the biggest skeptic I know. And so she kind of, um, she, she was kind of coaxing me out of that as well. And, um, Basically by by revelation in the Bible, I consider myself an atheist. And um I started okay, I, I said, if I can apply this much skepticism to my religious beliefs, I need to apply that same amount of skepticism to all these other things that I that I believe. So I started looking more into the things that I thought I believed, like reptilians running the government and Justin Bieber being a reptile and um, you know all these different conspiracy theories, looking deeper into them rather than typing into Google what I think and then looking for stuff that fits what I want to be true. I'm actually looking for objective truth rather than um, people's anecdotal opinions and, and experiences. So that eventually kind of led me out of a lot of the conspiracies that i believe in and um towards the end of that realm i made my podcast where i started talking to people about beliefs and um i still was really caught up in like the theories of atlantis possibly existing and i i still I think it's not technically off the table, to be honest, but um I had a lot more history involved in my podcast, and now I, I more so talk about religion, people's beliefs. Um, so I've I've dropped a significant number of the conspiracy theories I once believed, um, since I first read the Bible back in 2016, and have since read it a second time and read a number of other religious books too, on top of that. But um, so I guess you could say it's because of the Bible that I am a skeptic <laughs> but that's it's pretty much my story that's that's pretty much who i am and uh, i've done i've done volunteer work for the atheist community of austin too um they're you know who who kind of helped bring me out of those beliefs i actually did a live call-in show with the truth wanted which is a show put out by the atheist community of austin and um i still continue to do small things with them and um have a couple other things lined up with them in the near future so hmm.
1: I'm wondering what, like, what got you to um, decide then to read the Bible? Um, Like, was there something that kind of precipitated that moment of you? Like, okay, I'm just going to read this. And then uh, what was necessarily in, what was it in the Bible that you read that then was like, oh, all these uh, theories, conspiracy theories that I was hearing or learning are not true. Yeah. yeah, Go deeper into that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. So basically it's interesting you say that because it, I don't know if it was necessarily something that I read in the, uh, about the Bible, like in the Bible that made me want to read it from cover to cover. So when I started, really, it was when I started learning about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, nowadays I'm, I'm a little rusty on it, but it's mm-hmm. essentially they're, are ancient manuscripts that go back to, they're basically the oldest Bible manuscripts that we have um that were discovered. Um I want to say it was like the early 2010s or something that these were discovered. Um, and whether or not they're forgeries is still like up in the air. We we don't know whether how authentic these things actually are. Um and so they're they're ancient Bible manuscripts. So I thought that there was some sort of like, oh, this is you know, evidence of I first looked at it and was like, oh, this is evidence that you know the Bible is true that. Jesus is God. You know, that's like this evidence. And so I was like really then I was like okay, well, I'm a little bit religious, so like maybe I want to look into that a little bit more. And then I just fell into the Bible because I started I fell across um the Atheist Community of Austin's um show The Atheist Experience and I started watching those programs. They were referencing a lot of Bible verses and they were talking about um uh specific Bible stories and Bible conspiracies and the Dead Sea Scrolls. I came across them talking about that a couple times. So I just sat down and was like, you know what? Everyone's talking about the Bible. My family says that the Bible is true. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to read it. What's the worst that can happen? You know, go into it with an open mind and maybe come out of it a better Christian than I started. And I was atheist, probably not even halfway through it. Um, but yeah, it kind of was the, the, whole dead sea scrolls thing that kind of got me into wanting to read the Bible.
0: And yeah. So what stood out for, yeah. What stood out in the Bible that had you going, no, I don't, I don't want to believe or go along with this. I I'm now atheist. Um, Yeah. What were some of those points that were sticking out to you as well?
2: Yeah. So (laughs) It's it's interesting. It's an interesting question. So I don't necessarily, the, when I first read the Bible, um, I wasn't 100% sure, and I'm still not 100% sure, um, whether I believed that that God existed or not. But if that God did exist, I for sure wouldn't want to follow the things that he was doing and condoning in the Bible, um, you know, from the the slavery and the... Um, the the misogyny and mm. um genocide. I mean, <laughs> it's it really wasn't sitting well with me. And I was like, geez, you know, a god that not only condones this, but in some cases causes these things to happen, mm. like directly causes these things to happen in the Bible. Whether that God exists or not, I'm not cool with him. like frankly, I'd I'd rather go to hell, to be completely honest. Like, I don't <laughs> um count the amount of people that Satan killed in the Bible compared to God. And you can count the number of people that Satan killed on one hand. Um, God is, he, you know, killed like the whole planet, except for eight people, apparently. Um, (laughs) But so, um, yeah, and then it just, after looking more into like the, the arguments for the existence of a God, let alone that particular God and other people's gods, um like i read the quran and i read the bhagavad gita and i read a little bit of the book of mormon i stopped reading it because it's incredibly boring to be honest um i thought the bible was boring like holy cow guys the, <laughs> <laughs> the book of mormon is very boring
0: it's even more <laughs> um,
2: i'm slowly chipping away at it though and um i have like th- three or four different bible translations laying around here and um Yeah, I I just uh, bottom line wasn't convinced that this Mm -hmm. God could exist by the things that it was saying, because, you know, it's making these supernatural claims of people walking on water and curing blindness by spitting in their hand and rubbing it on people's eyes. And, um, you know, this this isn't things that we are able to. Demonstrate and do today. So why would we think that they were able to do it back then, just because they wrote it down and said this book is true? So you're you believe it's true? Like that's not um, that's not typically why we believe in things. So I believe things off of the evidence to support it. Um, if there was evidence to support spitting in your hand and rubbing it on blind guys' eyes and curing their blindness, then I would totally believe that. But I don't see a reason to believe that just because it was written in the Bible and jesus apparently did this but that's kind of where i come from
1: okay i apologize first of all like we're here live on location and by (laughs) live on location i mean i'm at work at the gym and people are slamming stuff behind me oh
2: you're good you're good
1: (laughs) Um, breaking news (laughs) breaking news live um (laughs) live but recorded um Oh, damn it. No, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, <laughs> no, um, just, yeah, in terms of like, um, first of all, I really appreciate the fact that you're reading these religious scriptures. So as someone that went to Catholic school and has also read like most of the Bible, because we literally had to in school, right. um, I find I would get into these religious arguments with people who I don't know what, where are you coming from when you haven't actually read the text or the script and you don't know about this religion. So even though I don't consider myself currently Catholic anymore, um, I felt like I could argue about religion from a place of like at least some knowledge rather than ignorance, which I think right. is important. Uh, right. So I mm-hmm. think a lot of these, like, I feel, and I'm, I'm wondering how you feel that a lot of these conspiracies just come from a place of ignorance. Um, and uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, where do these conspiracies actually even come from religious or non-religious.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would agree with you that, that it comes from a position of ignorance, you know? Um, And that's, that's exactly, I can speak from personal experience, you know, not fully understanding how things work. And so you're plugging things in that are fun, you know, and, and are, you kind of feel like you have the one up on somebody. Cause you're like, I know something you don't, or like, I know something, even like the top dogs don't know, or like, I'm, it's like almost this I'm smarter than you mentality is kind of like where the conspiracy theories fall. Um, And I've noticed that a lot with a lot of the conspiracy theorists that I've talked to, like on my podcast, I've, I've had a couple like flat earthers on and I mean, not to, you know, I love, I love all my guests, but to be honest, the flat earthers are the the most aggressive and mm. the, the most like like I'm better than you mentality, like just being completely honest. Um, And I've been there. I was, I was there when I like was like, I know what's going on in area 51 and you don't like, let me teach you, you know, it's, it was like that. So yeah, it comes from a, from a position of ignorance. And so I didn't want to argue with people about their religion. If I didn't understand what their religion was and what exactly they were believing. So I was talking to Christians and they were like, oh, well, you know, Matthew five eighteen says this. And I'm like, well, what, is, what does that even mean? And so I have to go back in the Bible and read that verse to even know what they're talking about. Or if I'm talking to a Muslim and they're like, oh, but you know, Surah 5, 386 says this. And then I'm like, "What?" and then I have to go get a Quran and look at that. So might as well just read the Quran and know, and know what they are talking about and know what the context is. Um, so I just kept running into those problems, you know, I started with the Bible, read the Bible so now I can talk to Christians and then Muslims popped up and then they're talking about uh Muhammad and Allah so then I need to read the Quran and understand them. And now Hindus are popping up so I read the Bhagavad Gita so that I can understand their arguments and now I'm getting questions about Buddhism. So now I got to find some Buddhist you know, scriptures and read that. So I understand it. Cause I don't even know what I'm talking about as far as that goes. So it's like, I come from a place of wanting to understand mm-hmm. things and wanting to know where you're coming from, because I get it. You know, I've been there. I've fallen for things that are false because I, they made me feel good. And, you know, I get that. It makes you feel good, but um, truth is more important than feeling good in my opinion. Um, I much rather would know the truth rather than, you know, have a good night's sleep because it, at least it makes me feel good personally. I don't know about you, but that's me.
0: <laughs> and How, so when you're like, you're in the, the conspiracy theories and you made the step from like believing them to questioning them. Um, shoot, I had a question there. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a good question too. Um, I was wondering <laughs> how you get from um, how you get from that place, um, but also then too. Yeah, like what? Hmm, there was another part to that, but yeah. How, for let's start with how do you get to that place of like starting to question and then moving forward, and how do you know? Um, how did you decide? Like this is what's true um and this is just completely hoax conspiracy theory yeah
2: yeah that's 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 a good question so um will you so i've kind of started doing this like on my podcast with Mm -hmm. certain episodes actually um is breaking down particular claims like specific claims with no guests or anything just focusing on a particular claim and for the most part, it's been claims in the Bible. Um, So uh, that's kind of what I started doing to deconstruct my, I guess you could say my faith with uh, the conspiracy theories is I would focus in on claims. So whether it's, um, I don't know, dinosaurs being in the Amazon or the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, I would hone in on that belief and I would Research it. You know, literally the internet is free for everyone to use. Uh, well, I am i guess you could say unless you pay for your internet. But, um, you know, Google is free. You can go on there. And I mean, yeah, not everything you read on Google is reliable, not by any means. And for sure, not the first result that pops up is not <laughs> always the first thing you should believe, which is what I was doing is I was reading the first literally three or four articles on Google of things I wanted to be true. And I was just believing them because I thought it was cool. And I thought I I knew something someone else didn't. And instead I have learned how to check my sources, who is writing these articles, what exactly they're saying, what their credentials are, um, understanding what they are saying. So dependent on what they're saying, if I don't understand a word or a terminology that they said in this maybe peer reviewed article, then I go and I back research that particular term that I don't understand um, and try to understand it to the best of my ability. And maybe I don't fully understand it by the end of it, but I have a better idea than when I started. And that's, that's bottom line. Um, and I don't claim to be a scientist or an expert in Anything whatsoever, so I don't have any, uh, and any, you know, reason to have to prove myself to anybody. Because if I was claiming to be an astrophysicist, then I should probably know some astrophysics. But I don't claim to be an astrophysicist, so I'm not going to argue about like the creation of the universe or something with anybody. Um, but yeah, like with the with the particular claims, like I did a whole podcast on the Noah's flood bit, you know, where it talks about the the great diluge, I did a whole podcast where I broke down that claim, whether a global flood can actually happen, what the ark was made out of according to what the Bible um, uh, specifics say on it and the blueprints in the Bible for it, what the animals were on it, what kind of care needed to be done for these animals, whether it's reasonable that eight people could care for two of each animal on the entire planet on a 500-foot-long wooden boat, can that be done? in short, no, I just summarize the whole podcast for you it's in short. No, it can't happen. Um, but please go listen to it anyways, because I, because <laughs> I worked hard on it, but, um, yeah, so I do things like that. And I'll break down particular claims. I'm just kind of working my way through the Bible right now, breaking down very, um, big claims in there and maybe I'll move on to like the Quran and some other religious texts in the future. And, um, you know, just kind of, kind of talk about those and whether those are reasonable to believe based off of just what that text says.
0: Oh, I thought Crown was getting ready to say something, so i pausing <laughs> for her. Not. she's not. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there's so much research that you put into this too. Question. Um. What is the like one of the conspiracy theories that you believe that now you're like, I can't believe I ever believe that or what's one of the ones that um, other than flat earth that you have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe now you would say that one was really out there. Um,
2: Yeah, Mm. My most ridiculous one that I usually turn to is um, and I kind of mentioned this earlier is that I believe that Hurricane Katrina was a false flag um by the u.s government so basically i i believed that the u.s government created hurricane katrina like created it Mm. and put it where they did so that them as reptilian overlords from the draco constellation uh they (laughs) it's so ridiculous i truly (laughs) believe this though with all my heart um they created this false flag so that they could essentially round up uh the the stray people in the storm claim that they died um when really they were just experimenting on them or using them as like little slaves on their spaceship or something like that or something to that matter mm-hmm. and um yeah that's probably the most ridiculous one that i believed is um it, it's it i really don't know why i even believe I, I listened to a couple podcasts where this guy this random guy was claiming to be a um a police officer at the time in like uh, i think it was in New Orleans where the where hurricane Katrina happened if i'm not mistaken and he claimed to be a uh police officer there and he claimed to like see all of this stuff happen like he saw like reptilians abducting people and stuff and i just like was like yeah man he's telling the truth like, why, why did I believe that? But like, I believed it. I like was writing blogs about it. I was, uh, you know, preaching it. Like it was truth to other people. And, um, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I believe that, but yeah, essentially it didn't take me very long to, to bring me out of that ridiculous belief. Um, and I also
1: question like, why is he saying this?
2: I know. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know there was so many questions and really, I, I just was not in a very great mindset at the time. And I just literally just was like, yep, he's telling the truth. He claims to be an officer. He didn't even give his (laughs) real name or anything. He just called himself like RC or something like that. And like, (laughs) I just, he's yeah, he's, I believe him. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: So as you were making that shift from like, all the things that you were believing with conspiracy theories too, um, I imagine conversations around you started to change as well. So what did mm-hmm. that look like for you?
2: Yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, so like I said, my wife is very big skeptic. She's, she was born and raised atheist. She's never been religious whatsoever. Um, never even heard of like a God concept until she started in school. Um, so she, she, rich you know she she never believed in any of this stuff that i believe in but i've been with her since 2016 so she about the time that i read the bible was the time that we were getting together for and um so she kind of was right there at the beginning of like this evolution kind of out of this these types of beliefs but she was there right when it started getting really bad too and um so you know the shifting conversations was interesting going from you know just saying hey look at this thing that i read that's happening on you know over in china or whatever you know this this crazy lizard person or whatever look at this video i found of justin bieber's eyes changing um it, it started turning into Instead of her asking the questions, it was me asking the questions and her answering the questions with what she's thinking and me going, oh, yeah, that's that sounds a little bit more reasonable. And so as those those types of conversations ha- were happening, other people around me, you know, they they knew that I was like the crazy alien guy and stuff like that. So they would like tag me and stuff online and um, show me the videos. And um, they wanted to make a podcast of talking about conspiracy theories. That was like my first rough draft of a podcast was to talk about conspiracy theories and um it just instead shifted to wanting to question those things more and so um yeah then then i wanted to talk to more people about these things just because i was curious like well, how is your mind working what do you think type of thing so i was going to make a podcast and originally i wanted to actually do it with somebody i wanted to do, you know do like a partner thing where we Break down stuff every episode, or have guests on, or something, and it just kind of evolved into me um, just asking people what they believe and why. You know, essentially, convince me um, is is kind of you know if you believe these things that strongly, you know, why why you should be able to you know tell me why you believe those things. Um, so yeah, just the conversations just kind of evolved to instead of acting like I knew the answers being able to say I don't know and that's just kind of how it changed
1: I'm curious like what do you think made you like right for uh, for believing those things in the first place
2: it honestly it probably it had to be like my upbringing because the my earliest memories that I have like with my sisters and stuff and my my uh my family is got a lot of um um native american heritage in it so they they have there's a lot of superstitions um that are throughout the family and you know we all believed in ghosts and stuff and we all would be scared to like go to my aunt wanda's house because there was a spirit that was walking around that would throw stuff at you and um you know, so I just kind of grew up more so in that realm with kind of the um, the Christian on the back burner. More so was like the supernatural and paranormal beliefs, but like, hey, God is watching. Um, but also ghosts are real and Bigfoot is real and Mothman is real and Dogman is real. You know, all these different things that and, and you know, when to goes and all these different things that people believe in um, and my sisters buying whole textbooks on like alien species and stuff. And we'd like read about aliens and stuff together and watching monster hunter and ancient aliens on TV and stuff. So really it was, it had to be my upbringing, my family being so much into the like superstition and supernatural type of aspect rather than the organized religion aspect. So I think that's kind of what brought me into it.
0: Yeah. So now that you're, um, you've got your podcast, you're mm-hmm. asking the questions, um, yeah, just coming in with an open mind. What is the social rebellion that you, um, have are starting or that you want to start?
2: Yeah. So, um, as I, I kind of mentioned before, I do some atheist activism, mm-hmm. um, what I have noticed, especially within the past couple of years, is a lot of um, um a lot of, I guess you could say Christian nationalism taking over and especially the US government. And there's a lot of um things going on in like Israel, you know, with with um women being severely punished or killed for um removing their headdresses, which are you know, related to their, the is Islamic religion. Um, so my social rebellion is being able to talk against those types of beliefs and being able to say, you can believe that the things that you want to believe, that's totally fine. You can believe that people walk on water every 2000 years and that um, you know, Noah's flood happened, or that Allah is God, or Krishna is God. You can believe that. You're totally welcome to believe that. But you can't enforce that belief on me, nor can you pass government laws and policies based off of those beliefs on me when I have different beliefs than you. Um, it's different if those laws and policies are better for the objective community rather than certain certain aspects of of the population whether you know religious populations um but it it's 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 about just not enforcing your beliefs on other people that is bottom line what i promote and want to do is healthy skepticism not believing things off of blind faith and having good reason to believe in things and not forcing those beliefs on other people but you are welcome to believe whatever you would like just don't tell me you- that I need to believe that same thing and hurt me for not believing in those things. Um, so my rebellion is fighting against those types of beliefs and people telling me what to do.
1: <laughs> like the, the whole idea of freedom of religion. I mean, should be freedom of and from exactly religion. Exactly. Um, and, you know, just as a outsider, as a non-American watching what's <laughs> happening going on in the States, like, the separation of church and state doesn't really seem to be happening anymore and uh i it's especially like they create these laws um about freedom of religion but if that religion happens to be something else i like i doubt that that would fly if it was anything other than uh the christian religion being practiced and like preached in schools um so it's not a freedom of the religion it's enforcement of, of christian ideology onto the population which yeah i mean you continue going on it's just like the continuation of like colonialism which america was founded on (laughs) right i can go on my little rant but um so yeah it's not it's i love that you say that because it's it's that whole like believe what you want to believe but you can't you can't impose those beliefs on other people So, yes, the Bible says you shall not, you know, thou shalt not kill. Cool. I think we can all agree on that one. Right. 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 Universally. Yes. Not just because it's in the Bible. Are we going to agree on that?
2: I don't have the right to end your life any sooner than it's supposed to. That's just Mm -hmm. not my I, I don't I don't have the right to do that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly, but when these uh, things from the Bible turn into misogynistic beliefs, homophobic beliefs um, that infringe on other people's freedoms um, and their own rights as autonomy, that's when like it becomes a, a non non thing, non thing. I don't know. Not word. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, a bad <laughs> right, right? Um, and, and you see that happening so often right now with like uh like you said, the Christian fundamentalism, that's like uh, invading the U.S. government.
2: Right. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, so we talk a lot about good trouble. What does good trouble mean to you? And uh, how is the work that you're doing creating good trouble?
2: Mm, good trouble. Good trouble that's an, in, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I would say it, it's similar to, to what I'm doing. Cause I'm kind of, you know, let's be honest, I'm stirring the pot a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's Christians have run the country essentially for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that there's this um, insurgence of non-belief, you know, of people of, because of access to information through the internet a lot of people are starting to learn how to question the types of things that they believe and not be indoctrinated so easily into these beliefs so um the fact that i'm kind of i guess you could say poking the bear by questioning people um i started learning street epistemology which street epistemology is is um it's an ancient tactic that was used by socrates mostly um in ancient greece and he it's it's being able to converse with people about what they believe and why they believe it without necessarily enforcing your beliefs on them. It's purely asking questions and nothing more than that. Um, and not implying any answers and using thought experiments to kind of pry at people's brains a little bit. And that type of tactic is what I tend to try to use. Um, especially on my podcast because it's not a debate format podcast. Um, and I use that format to kind of pick up people's brains so that they don't get so angry, so defensive and closed off and you know, um learning how to read people's body languages and and how how to converse with them without being disrespectful. and i I think that, um, that was that's probably yeah, with with me, I guess you could say I'm poking the bear by saying that I'm I'm making people question what they believe and sometimes people don't like to do that and I think that using street epistemology which which a lot of people use every day and don't even know that they use it every day um using that tactic through conversation talking about beliefs um you, you're everyone's gonna get a lot more out of it and um it's not gonna I guess you could say um ruffle
1: as many feathers.
0: Yeah. Um. So, with some of those conspiracies too, you um. We could you want to want to just chat like a few of them like, Bigfoot. Tell yeah. me tell me a little bit about Bigfoot. Karan and I live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah. Bigfoot. Um. So Bigfoot. Um. Back in I think it was nineteen. I, I want to say it was nineteen sixty six is when the Patterson Gimlin film came mm-hmm. out, and. Uh, they Patterson and Gimlin, they, I can't remember their first names, but they were uh, just like hunters and they were out on a mountain trail and um, they happen to have their video cameras and they claim to have seen this creature walking. And so they pulled out their camera, and started recording, and that's where we get the, the famous, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the Bigfoot walking sideways um, photograph. And that's really the first major documentation of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Um, there, of course, is like old like cave drawings uh, all around the world of giant hairy ape men. That's nothing um, uncommon and um, probably because we used to be giant hairy ape men. So that would explain why we, you know, draw them sometimes. And. Um, but. <laughs> so. I started looking into that belief a little bit, right? So, so Bigfoot, um, actually, I can't remember which guy it is whether it was Patterson or if it was Gimlin. One of them has since passed away. But, um, I guess before I get into that, like all Bigfoot beliefs and everything seem to be like based for the most part on that particular film and that experience mm-hmm. of, um, that Bigfoot I can't uh, Patty Patty is the name of the Bigfoot in the video and um depending on the Bigfoot hunter that you want um listen to or talk to you know they believe that Bigfoot's anything from just a uh, uh like an ancient human that's you know, just a giant hairy ape-man that's nothing special about him. It's good at hiding. Or like a guy that I talked to on my podcast, his name is Ron Moorhead, and he believes that Bigfoot can time travel and and turn invisible at will and travel through dimensions and um you know, eats people and all types of stuff, and can speak uh, telepathically and rides on a spaceship, you know, like it can get really crazy with the Bigfoot mm-hmm. beliefs. And um at a time I was like, Oh, that makes sense because no one can see Bigfoot. He just disappears before you look at him. That makes total sense. And then I'm like, come on now. Like (laughs) that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, I I don't really see any reason to believe in Bigfoot based off of blurry (laughs) photographs and videos, uh, castings of footprints that are very easily faked, like so incredibly easy. It takes seconds to do it. um, and there's just no way of telling what what that footprint came to or whether it's even actually a footprint whatsoever. Um, and frankly, some of them are too defined to be convincing whatsoever. They just look like, a, you know, like the footprint mm. and they're just not convincing. Um, and uh, I, I just. There's no reason to think that there's a giant ape man, undiscovered ape man that's walking through like the forest, like not even just the forest, just like you know the yeti could be considered uh, a bigfoot too um but notice how if they're everywhere like this and we don't have a, we don't have a single one you know no there's no where does all the poop go what are they eating <laughs> you know they obviously are breeding how are these children there's not a single bigfoot baby that's ran out into the middle of the road <laughs> never Never where are their skeletons? Where are they dying? Where, yeah, <laughs> they're where multidimensional.
0: They the babies disappear.
2: <laughs> exactly, and like that's their argument. It's like, oh, when they die, they disintegrate. It's like, oh my fucking. Like, <laughs> like are you serious? Like, are you serious? Like, you're. It's called ad hoc rationalization. Okay, so <laughs> you can't do that, and um, so I just don't see reason to believe mm. in a Bigfoot, and that goes for like a Nessie, you know, Loch Ness monster. Um, I'm working on trying to get a. A Loch Ness Monster Hunter on my podcast mm-hmm. right now. And, um,
1: Don't forget the Ogopogo. We got Ogopogo at here Ogopogo? Yeah, the I set. know, right? Uh, it's basically the Loch Ness Monster, but in Canada. Okay. Yep. Yeah. In the interior in a big lake. And, okay. Uh, you see videos of these waves in the lake that people say it's not waves. Those are, that's the actual, uh, Ogopogo swimming yeah. through. But, Plot uh, twist. We're... It's, yeah, actually we're... it's actually waves. Right. <laughs> we're big, like, Ogopogo Sasquatch people up here. And, uh, in uh in bc so uh while while i i i'm not a big ogopogo believer I, i'll reserve the right to just hope for uh, a sasquatch mm. living living his best life in the forest yeah. like i wish i could i'm like mm-hmm. i'm just just hoping his, he's doing the thing and and maybe one day I can join him.
2: Yeah, man. Just letting it all hang out. Just <laughs> yeah. just doing Bigfoot doing Bigfoot things. You know, like what does he do all day? If he's out there, like what 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 does he go? Like if he's gotta, he's gotta hide it all the time, it seems like quite a job. I mean, like it does what what does he do?
1: I just see a recent video <laughs> or a recent video of like a female uh holding a baby. And someone was filming from afar. I
2: think I know what you're talking about. I and think she's I saw like that kind too. of hiding
1: in the trees and they're like filming and they're like, this is proof. This is a female holding a baby yeah. and like blending in with the trees. I was like, it's I, think, real. I
2: think I know what you're it's talking really about. I think that video, um, <laughs> someone came out and said it was just like a naked guy who was skinny dipping or something. Um, with a baby. Right,
0: <laughs>
1: Okay.
2: i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i correct me if i'm wrong i'm gonna look into it i don't it now know i don't know the answer here, to now, that one now i want to know but
1: as someone who just wants <laughs> to believe like i'm like yeah that's it proof yep. all the that's rest bigfoot. of the conspiracy theories no, no 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 but bigfoot or a sasquatch like that's 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 my guy and my gal and she had a baby so hey, there you go i mean it just proves to you <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's total proof total don't need proof. anything more yeah <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about some of the like recent things that have been mm. going on? Because there's been a lot of recent. I don't know if again this was in Vancouver. Like, we just had oh. some recent things. There's just like a dead crow hanging in the air above some. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video. Hmm. Um, it, it just no. seems to be. I need some videos in... sent to me to put in the podcast links. Okay, <laughs> I'll send you some videos. But it was it was in Vancouver, and you can see the power lines. Right. And above that, a couple of feet is what's obviously a dead crow, and it's just hovering there, like it's caught on something. Mm. Except, you, like you don't see anything. I'll have to and look so that's, into it. Yeah, that's that was maybe. It's interesting. Two, two weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, and but that like, just makes oh, me
2: think like people are people are pretty good at editing videos nowadays. I feel.
1: <laughs> but there's like it was like multiple videos of people. <laughs> being like stopped oh, like in the street people, yeah. like going what's the f- that <laughs> is happening with this crow weird. dead crow just hovering in the sky um so that that was a fun another fun local one um we do yeah. like our weird shit here in Vancouver it's so
2: one um so I'm I don't know if I would even call it a conspiracy theory but I I think that there was um possibly in ancient civilization um roughly 12 to 15,000 years ago that existed and was wiped out by um, a cataclysm and we are in the process of rediscovering their quote unquote technology and um, some of the ancient structures that we have around the world are are remnants of that Mm -hmm. society um, I, I guess I guess you could say I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of comes from um so I think that ancient Egypt in particular goes back much longer than the common current consensus. Is. The current consensus mm-hmm. is that uh ancient Egypt started around 7,000, seven thousand seventy five hundred years ago, around four thousand five hundred BC is about the time that um people started to colonize and and, um, populate Egypt and, you know, build the pyramids and such. And I think that it goes back even further than that. And I think it goes upwards of 10,000 BC. And that's so basically there's the um, ancient site in Turkey. It's called Gobekli Tepe. And it was discovered in the nineties by a goat herder. He actually found like a column sticking up out of the ground on his grazing lands. He called some archeologists and they dug up what, um, what they didn't know was the oldest ancient civilization to date, like even still. Um, And it was dated to roughly 12,500 BC is about the time that it was built. And the significance of it is that it's, Not even a small site. The site's upwards of five miles in diameter. It's ginormous. There's no human skeletons, no animal skeletons found here. But all of the T-shaped pillars that are standing are thousands of tons. And they have embossed engravings on them, meaning that they had to carve the stone around the engraving. So they didn't carve into the rock. They carved the rocks that it's actually sticking out. So they, it's extremely difficult that they even did this Um, by no means. Is it anything perfect? It's very primitive still. Obviously they were still using some sort of primitive tool. So I'm not saying that they were like using laser technology or anything like that. Just very impressive that they knew to do this back then. Um, And the site was backfilled with dirt and mortar. So the previous tenants of the area filled the entire five mile radius of this small city with dirt and mortar. And no one knows why they filled it, like buried it essentially purposely buried it and why they did this. We aren't completely sure, but we believe this experts that are studying it believe that, the ancient civilization lived before the younger dryas epoch um and they ba- they knew that this cataclysm was coming so they backfilled it to protect the civilization and then they went upon you know dispersing and protecting themselves hoping that they would survive and come back to gobekli tepe and they didn't come back until it was discovered recently in the 90s and um the younger dryas was a period from 12,500 years ago to 11,800 years ago. So it was like a 1200 year period of disasters. It was earthquakes and ice caps melting and um, giant floods and um, meteors hitting the earth, just pounding us with meteors and um, just volcanoes erupting. It was basically cataclysm for like 1200 years and believe that the people from gobekli tepe knew that this cataclysm was coming so they buried gobekli tepe and we some of those tenants survived their um bloodline i guess you could say survived and passed that information down to what became ancient egypt and taught them how to build these pyramids and they were looked at as being gods because they had this knowledge already of how to build these awesome structures um and how 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 to do this um and that's people like ra in ancient egypt you know is depicted as being like humanoid but he had like a like an eagle head obviously Mm. he didn't actually have an eagle head that's just a um imposing you know like supernatural powers on him because he had a knowledge that nobody else had and i think that's kind of the case for a lot of the ancient sites around the world you know you look at Um, The Mayans and they have a similar story where someone showed up and taught them knowledge on how to build their civilization. And the Incans, they have someone called Viracocha that showed up and taught them how to build um, Machu Picchu and Cusco and the um, Peruvians, they have a person that showed up with an elongated head that said hey i'm going to teach you how to cultivate and be a good civilization it's all around the world that there's people showing up humanoid figures and they have a knowledge on how to build stuff that they didn't have before Mm -hmm. and um i believe that the survivors of gobekli tepe were that civilization Mm -hmm. that's i guess you could say conspiracy theory that i believe
0: and if you want to uh Brief like int- uh a brief history on that. Graham Hancock has um I think it's I was trying to look it up. Um mm-hmm. I think it's Ancient Apop- Apocalypse, uh yeah. eight eight episode series on Netflix that will mm-hmm. go into that. So Yeah, that's yeah. a great show. Mm-hmm. I watched that Ancient whole thing. Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's called, good. You should
2: definitely listen mm-hmm. or watch it. It's it's really great. Uh, um I have all of Graham Hancock's books. Mm-hmm. Um I've talked to a lot of close friends of Graham Hancock, but never actually Graham Hancock himself. Mm. I'm still working on getting mm. him on the show, but I've oh, talked to a lot so of fun. really close friends with him. I'm like, I'm mentioning I'm myself up <laughs> I'm there, there to him, um, but there's a guy, his name is uh, Dr. Greg Little, and he was on... Um, I'm surprised they didn't feature him on ancient apocalypse because they were talking like all around him, but never actually. But anyways, Dr. Gary little, he has spent his whole life researching this place called Bimini road. um, That's off of the coast of Andros Island in the Bahamas. And there are literal structures like pillars and, and, and engravings and carvings and a literal stone road that is under the ocean. It's like 25 feet under the ocean, just off of the coast. And archaeologists are like, oh, that's totally natural. But Greg Little showed me and sent me, you know, pictures and books and everything. He's like, look at this man. Like, this is human made. Like, this is made by Mm -hmm. humans. Um, And this, the shoreline dates back to 12,500 years ago when that happened is when the shoreline was below Bimini Road. And that would have been, you know, land. He's like, this is evidence that there was a civilization here that this, maybe this was Atlantis here. Mm -hmm. And so I've had him on my podcast a couple times and Graham Hancock talked about Bimini road for a whole episode on mm-hmm. ancient apocalypse. And, um, you know, I'm just very surprised that Greg little didn't make an appearance. I was waiting for him to show his face, but he never popped up, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it should definitely look into Greg mm-hmm. little too. Cause he's got a lot of really interesting stuff. Um,
1: mm-hmm. but well, as, as someone that was born in Bermuda, Bermuda triangle, yes. obviously, mm, yeah uh, features heavily in, um, our entire society. Yep. Um, I wonder if you have any brief (laughs) thoughts on the Bermuda triangle.
2: I don't know. Honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I've just been like, Oh, that's, that's weird. You know, I don't, I don't (laughs) think there's anything like supernatural necessarily going on. I think it's just an area where people tend to crash, go lost, um you know disappear i guess you could say it's just it's just to me seems like a common area and um correlation doesn't equal causation so just because a lot of people are disappearing in this little particular area doesn't mean that anything is necessarily going on in that area it could just mm-hmm. be a common thing that people just so happen to be disappearing in the same spot um yeah. and the fact that nothing supernatural has been documented over there um I I don't see a reason to think that there's anything going on besides people going missing in a particular area of the ocean.
1: Yeah, it's interesting just growing up with those uh people going missing stories though. Oh right? yeah. So mm-hmm. when you have them like prevalent in your in your your culture of like, oh, it's always like so and so's friends' son or right. whatever right and, it was never um, you
2: right like yeah. <laughs> you never went missing and came back and was like oh you know this like it never you yeah. always this person's cousin's father's brother
1: and like they you know they were my my dad's best friend's son went missing <laughs> while he was fishing and never like. never came back and it's like you know I, I find like the tendency was just to to blame the, the triangle for me to triangle. And not that maybe he, like, the reefs around Bermuda, he crashed into the reefs and, or, did, you know, um, got lost. Because I've been on the water when it's super still, and you can barely tell the difference between the water and the sky. It's the same really? freaking color, and you can barely see the skyline. It's very disorienting. Um, huh. So it's like, it, it, I don't know. It's just that um, you don't have another explanation about why these things happen. Like, it's so easy to say, well, it must
2: be the, the Bermuda right, himself. exactly. And that's um, that's kind of where I come from is that, you know, people don't understand, you know, I don't get why this is happening. So it must be God, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. oh, it, it must be aliens or mm-hmm. it must be because the earth is flat or mm-hmm. it must be because the reptilians, you know, it's like just instead of plugging in what you want to be true, just let the evidence speak for itself is there evidence to warrant any of those things Mm -hmm. no then why are you like just say you don't know it's okay Mm -hmm. to say that you just you just don't know you know and that's that's kind of where i come from is that just Mm -hmm. if you don't know don't claim to know and then when i ask you to cough up the evidence don't have it you know Mm -hmm. and then get mad when i when i'm like okay then i don't believe you why would i (laughs) believe you yeah, I mean, it's like, well, why don't you believe me? I'm, I'm a trustworthy person. So I just don't believe you. I mean,
1: never. so I have one question for, I guess, for all of us. Okay, what of these conspiracy theories? At, we'll, we'll say Atlantis and Bigfoot aside. Do you want to be true?
0: Mm. So yeah.
1: What is one that you want to be true, or like secretly kind of believe? I want mm. it
2: to be true that the government is hiding extraterrestrial technology <laughs> behind closed doors. I want mm. that to be true because mm. that would be dope, but... Mm-hmm. um I just don't think we're smart enough to keep that type of thing a secret. I just think we are <laughs> humans are stupid and we can't keep our mouths shut. It's true. <laughs> Somebody would say something by now. Like I'm so like, you can't change my mind. Somebody would say something right. and yes, Bob Lazar and there's other like whistleblowers, but like, I don't think they're super reliable. Um, I don't know. I just I just feel like it, the, that's it's something that major would be out by now, mm-hmm. um, whether now I will say I do think uh, something that I kind of believe is that I do think that we have technology that is unannounced and that is a hell of a lot better than what we think we have mm-hmm. um, behind closed doors. I 100% believe that the government has some sort of technology that would just blow your freaking mind if you saw it. And um they're 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 keeping that hidden from us. But whether it's something from another world, I I, I don't know if that's something I believe. But is I would love in, it too for it to be true.
1: Is <laughs> that in the bunkers but, uh, below the Denver airport? Ooh, yeah, Denver airport. We could go on this for a while. <laughs> oh, that's a cool Man, one.
0: You just opened a can of worms.
1: <laughs> this, this podcast, all of a sudden, is two hours long. funny. <laughs> Uh, this is what I love TikTok for. I'm learning so much truth.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, you're going to have to follow me on TikTok because those types of people saying those types of things are people I reply to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That is exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, so, Kristen, what do you want to be true? What do you hope to be true? Well, quick before
0: that uh, with the Denver airport, um, I, they were doing construction a couple of years back, like three years back and they had up signs all over the place about con- their conspiracy theories in regards really? to the airport uh-huh it was the best i have a few pictures of it but like there would be signs of like the um, flaming eye horse statue that's outside that's and it made some comment of like what's behind these walls is it like <laughs> so?" and they'd refer to the different conspiracies like is it are we doing this or are we building something <laughs> that's funny I love that I want to get like
2: one of those posters and like frame it
0: <laughs> yeah they had tour guides too so like because it got confusing about where to go but they had shirts on that they even like said something about like ask me about conspiracy theories serious and so I had lots of time before my flight so a friend and I were just like all right so what are you willing to
1: talk about right <laughs> <laughs> okay show you to your gate
0: <laughs> right he was he was telling us about this gargoyle um that they had that would talk to people too and just like all, all these fun huh. things they play off over there so yeah <laughs> that's cool uh-huh it was a lot of fun um yeah, as far as what I want to be true, that would that's a tricky one, but I would say um not like eat the idea of there being evil aliens coming, but I like the idea of there being aliens that are coming mm-hmm. to visit, like um check us out secretly, like but we don't actually know that they're coming. So I wouldn't say necessarily like the alien abductions, but like these people from these beings from another place far away yeah. actually being able to travel light years to get here and check us out and see what's going on
2: Mm. yeah that'd be mm. cool
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> can we, can we get I like yeah the idea of, especially the good ones they're like mm-hmm. oh we're here to help you guys are fucking yourselves up pretty good oh
2: yeah <laughs> no if, if like evil aliens like if aliens visit I sure as hell don't want them to be evil because right. like that's the last <laughs> thing we need is not you know we've got global warming and a crappy government now we got aliens like great
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Uh, I think for me um I do like the aliens. I do like have this. I mean, I I don't, it's hard to believe that we're completely alone in the entire Mm -hmm. like universe. Um, But uh, I I don't know. I kind of want to believe in ghosts. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I've had my own like supernatural kind of experience um, that uh, freaked me the hell out. And so well known. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. okay uh okay so brief interlude here of a like 10 minute ghost story um this is back in Bermuda I firmly believe Bermuda has a very different energy feel uh like it, if if you believe in that or not it has a very different feel than uh than we have here in, in Vancouver um and um I was this was when I was a police officer and I was house sitting for my coworker. And this was going to be my first night or first day actually in the house because I actually worked a night shift and then I had court in the morning. So I finished work at like 7 a.m. I had to go to court, all tired and groggy. By the time I finished court and got back to their home, it was about noon. So it was daytime. And um, I go up and get into their bed and it's like um, there's a main house. um, And then this is an old, like, almost like we would call it a carriage house here. Um, But basically it's like a one bedroom and the bedroom is at the, um, I'm making hand motions like Mm -hmm. people on the (laughs) podcast can hear, but like the pointy roof part, um, uh, that very top floor. So the, the, the windows are slanted, there's the bed and then windows kind of at the foot of the bed overlooking the water, beautiful little spot, Um, but very old home. Um, And so I crawl into bed. Uh, super very tired um, and when I lived in Bermuda whether this was related to doing shift work with the police or whatever I often had that uh, feeling of sleep paralysis so I don't know if anyone's had that before it's pretty terrible uh, whatever it is the reason for the sleep paralysis so I had just kind of nodded off and experienced uh, what I would call is one of my worst bouts of sleep paralysis and mm. sleep paralysis. You feel like you can't move and you feel like you're kind of struggling. And, because there is a point in your sleep cycle, I think it's in, in your REM sleep where you are actually have a sort of paralysis. So you don't hurt yourself while you're dreaming. Um, but anyway, so I had this really terrible bout of sleep paralysis. Um, and when I finally kind of came out of it, I sat up in the bed, and so now I'm facing the window and I could see a reflection in that window of a man standing next to the, the bed. And of course, when I look not there, he was dressed in like a black suit, very old timey kind of suit. I'm not too uh, sh- ashamed to admit I grabbed my shit and I never went back. <laughs> to that house. I did not spend another night in that house or day even in that house. Um, so like I said, I have a, you know, science background, rational mind. And I understand. You know some of the the, the things about sleep, and uh, I'd like to say that that was just my mind playing tricks on me. Um, it, but I've never had sleep paralysis here in Canada, and I can't explain. I can still vividly see that picture in my mind of this man figure standing next to my bed. So I would like to believe that ghosts are real. If you know me, I love a good ghost story, whether that's a movie or a book. Um, So yeah, that's the one that I'd like to believe in. That's so you so bad.
2: you would rather believe that there actually was a ghost man standing next to your bed rather than think <laughs> maybe my mind was just playing tricks on me you want to believe a... <laughs> yeah
0: <You're brave.
2: laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> I'll take the latter <laughs> like...
1: well, and just like maybe not necessarily even in that occasion, but just the the fact that that spirits can can kind of remain and, and linger and uh whatever their purpose is that, that, that there's something sounds else.
2: Like to me, like being a ghost sounds more like torture to me. Mm. You know, it's like just let me die. You know, it's like true. why why do I gotta be here again for longer? Like I don't I don't why I don't I don't see why do, why do I have to be here? You know, it's well, like, I'm all not you, saying you it's have, good for the ghost. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like, good for why, a story.
1: <laughs> <I guess. laughs> it's like,
2: when do you stop being a ghost? Who was the yeah. first ghost? That's
0: a good question. Like, are there a only, question.
2: <laughs> like, was there a first ghost? Like at what point in our evolutionary, you know, uh, you know, tr- family tree did the first ghost happen. Like, why don't we see ghost Gigantopithecus out here? Like ghost <laughs> Homo habilis. Like I don't see any, I don't see any ghost cavemen. I don't see any ghost T-Rexes. Yeah. People see their, their cats as ghosts all the time. But I've never seen a ghost Stegosaurus. Um, you know, like I would
1: love a ghost Stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> now, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't you, you like it's that like, like, be That'd be, be really
2: cool. But like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, this like, I don't know. is haunted, but uh, I've got a Stegosaurus ghost. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It's my next story, my next children's book. <laughs> yeah,
2: everyone's going to want to do a sleepover at your house.
1: <laughs> I don't know. One of those things I'm like, yeah, I think I just, I enjoy the ghost story so much. I'd love for it to be true.
2: I agree. I mean, that'd, that'd be interesting, <laughs> but same time terrifying.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, I don't want to hang out with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that right. was that, that was one and done. <laughs> like I said, that was enough for me not to go back to that house. So Right. Um, but this has been awesome. I mm-hmm. um, yeah. really enjoyed uh, having the chat with you. Where can our listeners go and uh, find out what you're up to? What's your TikTok and your Instagram? And... Uh, remind us the
2: name of your podcast yeah yeah cool um pretty much if you go anywhere type in unquestionable with calvin smith i'll pop up really anywhere if you go to google or um youtube i'm on youtube i don't post as often on there all my interviews are on there but some of my like episodes where i just kind of I'm talking about a certain claim by myself. Those ones are only available on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, you can find me on Instagram at unquestionable Podcast. On TikTok, you can find me at Unquestionable Calvin. I'm about to hit twenty one thousand followers over there, so go give nice. me a follow.
1: Twenty
2: one thousand and one. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, right. And um, I I post all kinds of stuff over there. I've started doing a lot of um, animal content because I'm a big animal and reptile nerd, and you know that's what I do for a living. So I post animal content. I do my music stuff. I have an original song out called "Empty Room" by me, Calvin Smith. It's out on Spotify. It's been out for almost. Well, just over two years now. Um, working on putting out an EP, hopefully soon, once I get more money. And um, yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere if you type in unquestionable or unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Um, yeah, I'm on all I'm everywhere. I'm on all social media platforms and all streaming platforms. So if you look for me, you'll find me.
1: Cool. Well, we will.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and how would you recommend our listeners start their own pirate life
2: take initiative do it just just do it just go you know like that's that's one thing is i was holding back for so long on just doing a podcast and and talk i was you know to comfort myself was writing uh blogs that only i was reading no one else was reading these articles and stuff that i was writing to myself just to cope and if if you have something that you're passionate about something that you want to say just say it just go out there and do it do your own thing um don't it, it doesn't matter what other people think um i i personally want to hear what everyone has to say you know if you have something that you believe and that you think you want me to do say it and i'll Take it into consideration. I'll look at it, but I can't know to take those things into consideration until you just say it. Just do it. Go for it and throw it out there for everyone to see and let them decide whether they they want to listen to what you got to say or not. Just do it is my message.
1: <laughs> just do it. Calvin <laughs> Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, thank you for this conversation today. It was so much fun.
2: Yeah, thank you. I had a ton of fun. This is awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Pirate Living Podcast. We really enjoyed our conversation with today's guests and hope you enjoyed it too. If you are enjoying Pirate Living Podcast and all the content we bring to you each week, one way you can support us is to buy us a
1: coffee at com slash Pirate Living. Other ways you can show your support as well, subscribe and follow Pirate Living Podcast, rate and review our show, and share this podcast with your friends.
0: You can find us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up with the latest episodes,
1: awesome guests, and bonus clips. Pop in and say hi. We love chatting with fellow pirates. You can also reach out to us uh, to learn more about our individual and group coaching programs
0: ask her on about her online nutrition programs and in-person programs she's creating for teens for the little pirates in your life check out my "Kristen's abracadabra books and my wind's journal on amazon and check out language ninjas on instagram you can also check out our pirate merch at our online pirate shop or on Teepublic.
1: the links to these are in the show notes to check there And as usual, keep creating good trouble.